Welcome to Batten Down the Hatches, the podcast where three generations of battens navigate the waters of life. One idea I was thinking about as kind of a follow-up to what we talked about last time, because we were talking about avoiding burnout, um, was, or is, um, kind of a self-care thing. What, what can we be doing outside of our plate spinning mm-hmm. in order to keep ourselves grounded, mm-hmm. centered, and away from the burnout? I mean, I think that Timmy has some great processes that he goes through. I do a certain type of meditation. I do think that talking about self-care would really be great. But not today. No, I do think it would be great because I feel like that's something that's on my mind. Something that I think is something that I've wanted to talk to different people about. But I wanted to sort of like take a moment to pause and think about sort of like be meta. Think about the podcast and how um, I feel like we've been leaning toward. I mean it's great, but I feel like we've been leaning towards like business and development, but like this is supposed to be like a family communication podcast. And so it's like, I kind of just want to refocus it on like, if you think about a topic instead of running it through the business and development sort of brain, run it through the like family and how does this actually relate to my life kind of conversation? Because I feel like that was the original conversation that we had. Right. And you brought that up last time where I was kind of talking about the statistics and how it applied to, and and I think that probably both Timmy and I, because of all of our years working and business and whatnot, may have a tendency to kind of go that way. Well, it's but when, you, you're, when right. you're, you're occupied, when you're occupied in something that you're passionate about, you want to talk about it. And if you're engaged in business and development that's what you want to talk about and i love talking about all that stuff but there's nothing that says you can't start a business and development podcast (laughs) (laughs) but i would say this particular topic it's like i I always want to be running stuff through the mission statement or like the the subtitle of the podcast three generations of battens navigate the waters of life I feel like there should be like comma and communication because really we're trying to navigate communication. Um, And I feel like um, if you view it through that lens, then we'll kind of like stay on the theme of the podcast. And I actually don't mind talking about this while we're recording the podcast because it's about communication and communicating with family and you guys are my family. (laughs) The, the difficulty that, a lot of people struggle with and as well as me is the separation from um, I mean because everything that you're involved in on a daily basis for a certain time frame melds together with your life I mean there's no there is no real separation mm-hmm. and in that separation that is also what pulls away people from their family and their business Mm -hmm. they don't they're not able to put the two together and Mm -hmm. and incorporate the two and marry the two and have it in a working environment and Mm -hmm. so i think that i'm actually sorry i'm gonna let you finish but i just want to say that i'm really excited that you said that and i have i want to i have thoughts 
Yeah. Me I, too. I'm so sorry that I derailed you, though. No, you didn't derail me. It's just that, um, you know, you'll come from work with an expectation and you can bring it home. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you expect the family to perform like the people at work. That mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. They're two different types of people. Yeah. You know, and um, as far as the interaction of this podcast and things, I, I get what you're saying from the beginning. It has kind of leaned that direction. But I also think that it's taken time for all of us to warm up to one another and get to the point where we can go, hey, BS, or hey, mm-hmm. knock it off. You know, I don't like that. Or, mm-hmm. the, you know, I can, you know, voice my opinion without worrying about burning a bridge or whatever the case may be with regards to you guys because this is where we do this. And then when we leave here, mm-hmm. but that's my f- feeling. Yeah. And I, it's funny that you say, because like when I think about work-life balance, because we've talked about that a little bit before, and how, because I, um, like I always, it's really hard for me, but I always want to sort of achieve this compartmentalization of like work-life and home-life, which particularly when you're working working with family is very difficult because like I spend a month working with my dad in the trees and then I see him at a family function and it's just like oh well I've I've seen you early today and uh, <laughs> so it's like getting back into it is a little weird to like switch modes but I I feel like that's why having separation and like compartmentalization is really important because and I don't think it's I don't think it's easy at all, but I think it's important, and I think it takes discipline to be able to say, "I'm at home now, and I'm gonna focus on that." And I and I almost feel like there's a bit of a there may be like a little bit of a gender divide here because the expectation from men historically has been you're the provider, you've got to figure all this stuff out. And so um, for me, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I'm going to have a wife. We're both women. Um, We're both going to try and provide for our family, which is more of a modern thing. Um, I feel like I'm getting kind of sidetracked. I think my (laughs) point was just that like, um, the more I work particularly with family, the more I realize the importance of having the boundaries set up so that I can practice that self-care. And um, what I think would be really cool to talk about in this episode is sort of like not just self-care for yourself, but kind of like broaching the topic, the broaching the topic of self-care with family and whether or not you think that's appropriate or not, because I think that'd be kind of interesting because a lot of us make different health choices than we were probably taught to as youngsters. And I thought that might be something interesting to kind of, um, explore as it relates to family. I find it interesting that, uh, that we're always trying to separate things that we're always trying to make things and and the, and then a lot of ways we try to complicate things in lives trying to you know figure out how to the get 
this over here and that over there and this over here. But then also everybody says, well, then how do you deal with this without it having this affect that and doing this without having this affect that? And it's more of a, it's a more of a flowing of, of energy from one thing to the next with, you know, the thought in mind, like, you know, people hang pictures of their family at work or, you know, to remind them that they are, you know, are part of a family and not just part of a machine in a company, you know. Um, but I think it's, I don't know, I just think it's important that, that one, that you're feeling good about what you're doing and in th those thoughts of feeling good, um, whoever the provider is, um, I was a stay-at-home dad for six years, so I wasn't the provider. So I was, you know, I went through all of those um, stereotypes and stuff like that with that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's just kind of a, it has to be that going back to that balance thing, you know. And I understand boundaries and stuff like mm -hmm. that with regards to when you're interacting and dealing with family and so forth. But, um I mean, you set up a time that this is mm -hmm. when I work, if you're working together with family, and this is a time that I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Um, oh, there's something that you said that, oh, um, so back kind of on the topic of compartmentalization, I uh, I kind of see it more like it's not about like keeping things separate in a like you guys can't play with each other kind of a way, but like in a let's not let the raw meat touch the um, vegetables until like they're, this one's cooked and we can mix it all together kind of a thing. It's about like, um, to me it's more, and and I guess to go along with that an analogy, the reason you like don't let your meat touch other stuff is because it's not healthy. And so I feel like that's kind of the the comparison that I make is that not that you are trying to separate your like creative passionate life as it as it relates to your like career you're not trying to like keep those things separate in a negative way but like separate in a i really value my um i really value my time with my fiance and i don't want to i want to make sure that the like boundaries i've set up in my work life allow for her to know that when I'm home, I'm engaging with her. And that's not to say that I don't ever talk about work because I do talk about work because it's super duper exciting to me. And, um, but just knowing that like when, um, when I'm home, I'm there to like rest and restore and spend time with her and stuff like that. And, so I guess I guess we've kind of leaned more towards talking about like uh, compartmentalization and sort of like the mental spiritual rest sort of side of self care, which I think is super important. And I kind of like to talk about more. Do you have any thoughts, James? I think the three of us come at this from kind of a unique perspective. I mean, I'm looking out the window, and there's a building this three stories tall and there's people on every floor of that building sitting in a cubicle working. I've never been that person. I have, or if I have, it's been for a very brief period of time. I've always been self-employed since I was 16 years old. And so 
that separation that you're talking about is has been um, continues to be a little bit more difficult because what I do is very integrated into um, uh, into who I am but I still like that separation I love I, I typically will have a point in the day when I just said say to myself I'm done I don't say it to anybody else I just I'm done no more thinking about my customers, no more thinking about the tasks that lie ahead, the, whatever the case, I'm done. And I feel like if I don't do that, I do burn out. Even though I, I do something that I love to do, I just have to turn off my mind. And I do that in a number of ways. It's not always easy at home. It, I wish it was, but... I sometimes, you know, I have to go on a hike, um, go work in the garden, do do something that's just outside of my day-to-day. Um, I do write a lot, write in my journal, um, in, any number of things. So I think that getting back to kind of the turning off and caring for self um, I think that we probably have to identify what that is for our, ourselves. I mean, maybe for somebody at sitting and watching Jeopardy at the end of the day. Maybe like myself, it's uh, taking a walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. I think that I kind of come at this also from a different perspective, which, you know, um, it's kind of... Well, if we were all the same perspective, I guess we'd be clones, right? It's true. That would be a very um, boring, very boring I, show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I often kind of like go back to kind of the the discovery that we made in our first conversation that was like the genesis of, hey, we should do this, but with microphones in front of our face. Um, we were talking about, it was one of those scenarios where we didn't see eye to eye. And that it was through the like continued like, well, this is how it is from my perspective and this is how it is from this person's perspective. And I feel like that was a really good conversation to even just emphasize that the way that each individual thinks about things is, is different, not wrong. And so I think when we come into a, a, a view of sort of like work-life balance, I think that there could be some people that or I don't I don't think that there could be. I know that there is. There are people who thrive better with that compartmentalization. And then there are people who thrive always feeling like or if they feel like they're like always in it kind of a thing. So that makes is that kind of would you no, agree? With I, that? I was gonna I was gonna say that's that's a that's a great point, is that all Everyone has their way of doing things. That's just the bottom line. I mean, mm-hmm. we can write a hundred books on one way to do something, but you know, that's only for a hundred people, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe a hundred people for each of those books. But there's so many different ways and personalities and perspectives and paradigms and all these things that you're talking about that no one system works mm-hmm. for one person. So. Um, 
self-care some people will be th- th- you know feel like they're taking care of themselves mm-hmm. doing their work because they love what they do they're mm-hmm. drawing something they're writing something they're painting something mm-hmm. they're doing something that they enjoy doing mm-hmm. so they don't get burnout they don't need personal time um they go out and sit for 10 minutes outside take a break or whatever just to let their mind you know come back i think i heard someone t- just recently say that a lot of geniuses do that where if they're working on a problem and they seem to not be able to find the solution they'll just walk away and mm-hmm. go do something else distract it redirect and then all of a sudden boom it'll happen I, that's awesome i think you're making a great point about st- some people you but getting back to what i said earlier it, it's about perspective and our perspective is unique because w- w- it's a it's an alarming statistic like 85% of people are not doing a job they like and so we may be speaking to what um, our own well you use the word paradigm of work and self-care and, and whatnot but again it, you know I refer to the people that are there across the parking lot in that three-story building um, they really do, I'm sure, want to compartmentalize if they fall into that high statistic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, when you're looking at people from that perspective, and they and you say that there's that we're only speaking to a lot of people that listen to other people's paradigms, other people's views and perspectives it gives them the thought process to start that, hey, maybe there's a different way. Good point. Maybe there's a way that I'm, is better suited for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's a perfect way, or the, you know, but the way that's good for that person or those mm-hmm. individuals. So it takes a little self-exploration to say, hmm, let's see. Let's write down. Let's figure out what, how am I feeling about what I'm doing? You know, uh, mm-hmm. what it, what have I looked at at other th- things that I would enjoy doing that maybe I might be able to enjoy more or do something different? But, yeah, I mean, it, granted, there's a lot of people that are independently, you know, working out there that don't, that don't work under a boss. But a lot of those people that are working under a boss just don't realize that they could set up, even in what they're doing, even if they love what they're doing, it's just the way that it's set up isn't working for them. Mm-hmm. They could walk into the boss and say, I'd like a desk that lifts a little higher so I can stand at it. I'd like one that moves up and down so I can sit and stand whenever I want mm-hmm. during the day. I mean, there's just little tweaks to their day that they could do that they could enjoy more what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't always have to be that they're not doing what they love. It's just that they just they don't have they and they're not able to set the environment to their personality mm-hmm. and to the way that they mm-hmm. operate in a way that's more creative or more efficient. And I mm-hmm. think that would be impo- important to do is give that an, some thought process as well. Yeah. There, this may seem like a slight side topic, but the way that you were talking about not even realizing that you can make adjustments kind of a thing. Um, I was thinking about how um, in my apartment, the scissors went missing and we couldn't find them. And I said, Oh, I need to remember to like get us some new scissors. And Tiff, my fiance, (laughs) she was like, Oh, 
I forgot that that's like a thing you can do because it's like, and I'm not trying to like throw her under the bus. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, honey. Um, but it was a really great example to me of just, or no, it was like a great snapshot of how sometimes focusing on the thing that is inconvenient will distract, it can distract you from the fact that like you can change the thing that's inconvenient. Like we don't have the scissors went missing. Let's get new scissors kind of a thing. And, um, that was kind of a really like, I don't know, side tangent, but kind of along with your point in that if something's not working, like kind of examine what's not working. And I, I think that fits well with like what we said last week about like, turning your attention to your time and yourself and um, make yourself your health a priority and take self-care. I feel like you have to first like turn your attention to how you're spending your time and um, find little ways that you can take care of yourself better. Well, something that you have yet to experience that I feel like falls under this umbrella of that that separation mm-hmm. of your your daily routine of work and then making that separation when you come home is that as you add additional personalities to your home because I know you'll be having children and whatnot I'm not sure what whatnot is but children <laughs> I think that's like pets. Oh, okay. That's the whatnot. You already have the whatnot. I have so much don't. whatnot. <laughs> so many whatnot. You have a zoo in your room. I do. <laughs> but you will have to come home and shift to care for, to listen to, to understand, because they're not part of th- your world. Um, even though you know growing up and working with me, some of your siblings virtually never worked with me, and, and some of your siblings worked with each or worked with me most of their youth and young adult life. So, yeah, to relate to what they were doing, I don't come home and and uh, bring again, as I talked about before, bring all the customers and the concerns and the worries and the calendar and the finances and whatnot. I come home and say, ah, what's going on in your world? Um, oh, basketball. Oh, volleyball. Oh, guitar. Oh, art. You know, there, again, that's that, that kind of thing that I was talking about earlier is that clear separation, clear delineation will happen when you've got more people mm-hmm. to to think about when you come home than just yourself. Yeah. It's, it's almost a, like each individual person in your life is a spinning plate. <laughs> well, it goes back to living in the moment. Mm-hmm. When you're in the moment with that person. Now, there's, there's an example. This uh, guy's on the phone. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And the kid wants to talk to him. Daddy, daddy. And he goes... Can you please hold? And leans down to the kid and says, Tommy, I want you to know I love you. And what you have is to say is very important to me. And I want to give you my full attention. So when I'm done with the phone call here, I will listen to whatever you have to say. But as soon as I'm done, you got to let me finish my phone call so I can focus on you. 
So it's kind of that in the moment kind of thing it, that you've got to, uh, when you guys say compartmentalize, it's to, to me, it's just a matter of, you know, being in the moment that you're at mm-hmm. and anything that happened before that during the day is not important. Anything that's going to happen tomorrow is not important as the moment that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, if that's compartmentalizing, I guess that's compartmentalizing because you, you just, you don't, you don't really have your mind over in these things. There's, there's no need for it to be over there because you're not doing those things. Mm-hmm. You're talking to your son, daughter, dog, fish, whatever it is that, that you're having a conversation with and, or you're talking to or giving your focus to and that is your full attention and priority in that mm-hmm. moment. So if your mind's somewhere else, then that's you needing to find a way to let that go yeah. for the moment and just focus on yeah. who you're... And I, and I think that that's like the discipline that I was talking about. Because for me, it does take discipline. Because my mind, particularly if you are engaged in, lo- in work that you really love, it is so hard to go home and like not want to keep going i used to sit in my basement like basement studio and just work all day and i loved it but i also didn't eat all day and i didn't um you know shower and (laughs) (laughs) which you know there's there's many there many people who feel that that that's kind of like the artist thing is to completely unbalance yourself in the pursuit of your artistic calling and i've wow i guess i was an artist when i was driving truck (laughs) (laughs) it's the not showering part that's the really important thing when it comes to being an artist like the artistic talent is okay but like as long as you don't shower then you're an artist well (laughs) and and granted that um you know there are there are passions that people have that they they will pursue at the expense of everything else mm-hmm. but we're to, we are But talk- I feel like that gets that gets like overly glorified in the media. Think about have you seen like Walk the Line? Mhm. Johnny Cash is a yeah. genius. Yeah. Johnny Cash also addicted to drugs. June Carter like, you know, mm-hmm. chases all his dealers away with a shotgun in the movie. Mhm. He unbalanced himself in the pursuit of greatness do you actually have to unbalance yourself to the point of breaking to achieve greatness because i don't think you should have see that's that's been a big that's a big fallacy is that in order to get what you want in your life you have to work hard Mm -hmm. that you have to be disciplined that you have to do all of these things that you do do and we get caught up in the doing so much that we're focusing and working so hard towards something that we're not allowing other things in that could benefit us and assist us in our pursuits in a shorter route, per se. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess I should say that this podcast comes shortly after someone uh, just uh, overdosed, was a very popular singer. Yeah, so I, I, and it's t- things like that where um, you're right. I mean... That's why I don't watch the news and that's why I don't get involved in all of the drama of other people's lives is because um, 
I want my life to be as real and as passionate and as loving and exciting and as amazing as it can be for me in my in my world. I, I don't want to watch someone else's world and think that that's the way my world should be. You know, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the richness of my life the way it is right now. So I just. Yeah, I, I do. People do get caught up in too much in the doing, and like you said, with the artistics and thinking that uh, uh, being an artist and having to, you know, pour all of your and just, yeah, no. I th- there there is a way to do it mm-hmm. and enjoy it and love it and have fun doing it, and not get yeah. <laughs> overwhelmed. And I'm sure that because I've when I was talking about the, like the or- over glorification of sort of like the chaotic. Um, journey to greatness kind of a thing Um, I think that there are there's an aspect to everyone's stories that are true in the fact that like life is just life there's lots of variation to it Um, I think I would just say that I'm sure that there are people who are um, very successful in their craft and have gotten there in a way that um they were able to stay like i don't know grounded and balanced and i just think that yeah the over glorification of bustle and busyness and um for me personally um because i i do experience burnout so easily um i have been so cautious as i've been moving forward to just take on things at a pace that I felt like I could handle. And I, I feel like I would encourage other people to do that in ways that they can, um, just kind of simplify your life. What, what are some ways that like you would, like if you're, if you're feeling over, I don't know, overtaxed and you know, you need to like take a break for yourself. What do you do? What do you, what's your go-to? There's been a there's been a lot of stories. One recently I heard from Will Smith, where people have almost fallen into a situation after working so hard to make something happen. And I mean, it was like the night after he went over to this thing, and there ended up being somebody there, and they asked him about this, and he it was, hey, do you, what do you think about doing a sitcom? And they signed him that night in the limo for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he was penniless, almost homeless, and had been trying so hard to make his rapping career work. And he ended up doing acting in comedy instead. I mean, he didn't... That wasn't a hard endeavor that he did there. Mm -hmm. He just heard... It was actually his girlfriend at the time's voice say, go to this. And he went to it. And just to meet people and interact and blah, blah, blah. And then that happened. I think that this could be another whole, what I'm about to say, could be a whole nother conversation. Because, uh, Amanda, you ask a really valuable and important question. Because my reading and my study of people who are profoundly successful going contrary to what you just said about Will Smith's experience, which I I understand and I appreciate. And I've had those moments where suddenly I'm like, what? 
how how is it I'm doing this? How am I? How is it that I'm writing this piece that's going to be performed on stage? Uh, it was not even the direction I was going, kind of thing. But um, but when like in Malcolm Gladwell's book, where he talks about that ten thousand hour concept, mm-hmm. and that people who are really really great at um, I, I, I once uh, knew a gentleman who actually was quite young. He was, I, I don't know, uh, probably 18 years old, studying to be a concert pianist. Now, we both played the piano. He was light years ahead of me because why? Because I practiced 30 minutes a day, and he, pra- he practiced six hours, mm-hmm. okay? There's no denying that his focus took him to the level that he was at. But, and, he, and he hated every minute of it, right? No. Exactly. That's my point. No. But there has to be the passion no, there. No, the, no the, that, that's my point is that he was doing something. And the, the reason he was doing it so long is that he was enjoying what he was doing. He liked playing the piano. He liked making music. He liked the sounds that were created from his fingers, right? Sure. Okay. My, that's my point is that people will construe that like she was saying into a thing of well that's how much he worked he worked that hard to do that well was he working hard or was he working having fun creating and enjoying Mm -hmm. what he was doing but if we go back to what amanda was talking about in the basement where she's not eating you and you're not bathing or showering, mm-hmm. whatever it was you well, said. Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy all of the time that you were doing that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so and that, it, that goes about, goes into the idea of like flow. And when you're doing something that you love, you achieve the state of flow where it feels like time isn't passing and is flying by all the same time kind of a thing. And, but I, I feel like there's a happy medium, but, or not that you guys are on different sides of next uh, of, examples that there needs to be a happy medium between but um i mentioned this book today to timmy it's called the talent code and the journalist goes through and interviews interviews and does like these case studies on all these like insanely talented like groups of people and he talks about what's going on in your brain as you practice and you have to be practicing at the edge of your ability pushing yourself just past what you can actually do because you know playing twinkle twinkle little star 10,000 times is not going to get you your 10,000 hours it will get you really good at twinkle well, the, twinkle and, little star and that goes but, back to the growth the growth of the muscle mm-hmm. i mean or the growth of anything you yeah. have to stretch it to get it to grow so yeah. the talent yeah. You had to push yourself a little further. So I get yeah. that too. And the same thing goes like Tiger Woods. The difference between that guy over there playing golf and Tiger mm-hmm. Woods is he plays with an instructor every day. He has someone teaching him every day. That same guy could go out and play golf every yeah. day and never ex- ex- uh, get to that level. Mm-hmm. But he also may not have the passion for it either. He's just wanting to try and, you know, win the money or whatever the case may be or impress people. But, and that goes back to when you were doing with your music. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you doing that, your music because you enjoyed it and that it was fun? Or were you trying to impress somebody? Or were you trying to get it onto the market? Or, 
I mean, what was the focus that you that you were at? That is a really good question, and probably a really long, complicated answer. But I think <laughs> the most the the basic answer was I absolutely love songwriting and singing, and I really liked the attention I was getting from people, and um, but my motive music for me is one of those things where it's like still very like tied up in emotion because I did pursue it for so many years, but I feel like I'm at a point now where it's like, I'm able to look back and this has happened over the course of just this podcast. I'm able to look back and see the value and lessons I learned from that whole experience. And I'm using all of that knowledge right now, trying to like do web stuff and social media stuff and audio stuff. And, um, so I'm able to look back and see, and feel like if I never perform in front of anyone ever again, I'm going to be okay with that because it's no longer like it doesn't hold like this magical. It's not this magical goalpost on the top of a mountain anymore. It's just this really cool thing that I got to do. And also I've learned so much from it, but I did love what I was doing. The sharing it with other people thing did not come naturally to me. It was something I had to force myself to do. Yeah, the fact is, is that it comes back to the self-care thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, are, I'm not pursuing that for a self-care reason, reason. Because exactly. I know that I cannot get into that again because there's still so much emotion tied up in it that right. it pursuing it would make me burn out because um, but I haven't never, dealt with that. But you never know because of all of the that you've done and stuff, you may trip into a situation mm -hmm. because of where you are now yeah. that you're at peace and you're in joy. Yeah. And, I mean, I already kind of feel like I do. I did in the sense that I went from, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with my life to, Oh, I could be an audio producer yeah. or a, yeah. All those Technical other things. Or about, yeah. yeah that's, that's a perfect example. And, uh, so, I'm going to say in the process of self-care, I really liked you, Timmy, you sharing the Will Smith experience because, the, and I think that that's another topic for another podcast, is leave your mind and your heart open to what the universe may bring to you. And Don't be so... And sometimes just take a break for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And get away. And Go have a few drinks and relax a little bit. And yeah. Don't be so intense about stuff. I like a lot of water. And that was our conversation. Batten Down the Hatches is produced and edited by Amanda Batten. Its executive producers are Timmy the Genius and James Batten. If you enjoy Batten Down the Hatches, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. Thank you to our listeners and patrons who make the show possible. To become a patron, visit battendownthehatches.com. <laughs>